Hello and welcome to Worker Placement, the gaming podcast that's recorded while I drive to work. I am your host, Jake Tlapic. It is the beginning of the work week, a Monday morning. Not really uh, anything special to report about the weather today, just a regular old morning. So today's episode... I've been thinking about this, and in the morning I listen to the radio before I record, uh, just to kind of, you know, get my brain in some different places and and think about what's going on, and uh, this morning there was a bit on the radio that I listened to that kind of pushed me over the top about about a topic that I've wanted to talk about, a topic I've wanted to talk about, hmm. There you go. Uh, And it's a little off topic from the normal fare of this podcast, but I, it's my podcast, I can do what I want. So here you go. So here was the radio segment. It's this, it's a segment where people, this person calls in and basically they went on a date and they usually think it went great and the other person hasn't responded to them. They're being ghosted and they want to know why. So then the radio station calls the other person and says, Hey, yo, tell us why you won't call this person back. And then they give a reason. And usually, usually, it's a decent reason of why not to. The person works at a strip club or, um, you know, they... uh, They sweat a lot, or whatever it might be. It's usually like a fine reason of something that's just whatever. Uh, If you don't match with somebody on every level, guess what? It shouldn't work out. It it shouldn't be a ton of effort to fall in love with somebody. Does that make any sense? Okay, anyways. Whole other topic. So anyways, so the, the guy's like, I don't know what happened. We had a great date. And, uh, they, they call her and she's like, yeah, um, he collects Pez dispensers. And, and the hosts were like, so? And she's like, that's weird. He's not 12. Like, like it was something creepy. And the guy's like, I, I've spent years crafting this collection. It's worth over $75,000. And she's like, yeah, but it's Pez dispensers, and you're not a child. He's like, but it's something I enjoy. And that really just, like, cut me to the quick about what I've been wanting to talk about for a while, and that's hobbies in general. Don't disparage people with hobbies. This is really hard for a lot of people, actually. It's very, very bizarre. For some reason, people think, most people think, that if you don't like their hobby, that you're weird. Okay? that That's just like across the board. A lot of people have no interest in being interested in things. And that's kind of a shame, in my opinion. Now, one thing that's kind of wrapped around this is nerd culture. Nerd culture has been this thing that's been growing for the last, I would say, since the mid-80s. Nerd culture has been growing. Maybe even early 80s, okay? Nerd culture has been developing, and 
it's kind of counterintuitive to what would be called traditional culture. And so there's this stigmatism that rose up in kind of like the 90s of like, oh, that's a nerd thing. And it really created this separation in people, uh, in groups of people, because, you know, some people might like video games and other people like sports. My family is actually a great example of this. I grew up in your all-American family. I played baseball. I played football. Uh, I played soccer. I, I mean, I did all the sports stuff. I was a huge sport. I watched lots of football on TV. I watched a lot of baseball on TV. I knew the players' names, their numbers, their stats. All of this stuff was stuff I was very into. But I also like video games and knowing about video games and collecting video games and playing video games. I have other hobbies too. I collected baseball cards, you know, um, but I also collected video games. My Steam account has over 500 games on it and I'm not ashamed or embarrassed about that in any way. I love that I have all these games. And so I, I don't, I guess what I'm trying to get at is I personally just don't understand why you would ever put down another person's hobby. Now, I can understand. Some hobbies might actually be weird. Like if you collected vacuums or something. Like that would be bizarre. But I also wouldn't disparage you from it. If it's something that you enjoy, you should at least not be discouraged from it. Now, the the antithesis to that is that as long as it's not illegal, you know, if you enjoy killing people, well, A, you're a serial murderer, uh, you're a serial killer, and B, don't, because that's not a good thing to do, you know? If your favorite thing is, you know, uh, something collecting, I don't know, different... See, I even have a hard time saying, like, if you collect different types of weed, like, different strains or blends of weed, you know? I have a hard time even saying that's not a valid hobby, because it is. And if the the person enjoys it, like, enjoy it. You know, if I'm not doing it, okay, whatever, sure. But, like, you should be able to enjoy the hobby that you want to do. Even if it's, uh, you know, a little off or I don't personally enjoy it. So that's, that's, you know, one thing I always challenge myself on is to always make sure that if someone has a hobby that's different than anything I'm interested in, I always try to become interested in it. Even if I know it won't work out long term, for a brief moment in conversation, someone gets to open themselves and pour out a little bit of their their true identity to you because hobbies stem from what makes us feel fulfilled and if you can experience part of that with somebody and they genuinely can share it with you then they're going to feel like you value them because honestly you do you are taking part in something that is a core part of their being. I don't know if you've seen the movie Inside Out, but if you have, um, 
the the char- the main character the way that the mind works is they have these islands and these islands are areas of interest that are the core concepts of the human being and hobbies are critical to that you know um, I've got guys I work with who are huge into fantasy sports okay I don't I'm not into it I don't like watching the sport and then trying to care about the stats and anything. But you know what? I can kind of relate. I used to be big into sports, so I get watching sports. I like esports, okay? And I understand what statistics are, so I can generally hold a listening half of a conversation for them to to share about, you know, what's going on with their sports team. And I, you know, even if I'm not going to do anything with this information later other than have it, that's okay because now you have a piece of that person and they they gave it to you. They really truly gave it to you and you know something about them and that's really cool. So the next time you hear about somebody who has a hobby that's not something that you would typically be interested in or would even maybe say, oh, that's dumb. Instead, try and just just for one second pretend, okay? Put on your pretend hat, go back to being five, and pretend like you care, okay? Just pretend because at the end of the conversation, what you're going to find out is that you learned something about that person that you never would have known before. Even if you don't care about whatever thing is. Like, I don't ever really want to pick up golf as a hobby. Like, going out to the course, playing golf, buying golf clubs, that whole shebang, I'm just not down for it. But you know what? I love golf video games. And so when people talk to me about golf, I can remain interested because I can apply one of my other hobbies to it. And it's a lot of fun, actually, because now we have a commonality where otherwise we wouldn't have if I just said no to golf. I can say, oh, well, there are golf video games. I can be interested in this. And, and that piece of that person is with me now. And it's just, just really, really, really don't disparage people with hobbies. In fact, you really should encourage people to have hobbies. My wife, I love her to death. Her hobby is basically her job. And she's lost some love for it over the years. And so what I've been trying to do recently is basically give her the time that she needs to do that outside of her job, to really rekindle her hobby. Because when people have hobbies, they're better people. Because they're doing something to pour into themselves. And when you're full, when you're full to the brim of, you know, uh, self-fulfillment and self-worth and self-love, then you can take that extra and pour it into other people. And honestly, like, I, I don't know if this sounds weird or I'm not trying to be a psychologist or try and, you know, break into the psyche of the mind. But honestly, 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 people without hobbies to me generally seem less satisfied as people. And I'm not talking about like, oh, well, I do this one thing every once in a while and that's enough. No, I'm saying like, People with a genuine hobby that when they get a chance they want to pour some time into generally are happier people. And that's why I wanted to talk about this with you 
because you clearly have a hobby. You like games. Games are great. Whether it's video games or board games, games are excellent. They, they pressure you to learn something. They, they push you to your mental and possibly physical limits. They have a collecting element to it. I mean, there's so many levels to, to games that make it such a great hobby. But at the same time, you know, we have to be encouraging of other people's hobbies. If somebody likes, like, really watching sports, don't, don't be standoffish because they like sports and you don't like sports. Find a way to connect that, all right? You, if you can find a way to listen to them, truly, honestly listen to their hobby and be interested for just the briefest of moments, you may find a way to connect your hobby to it. And then, and then they may be very open to hearing about your hobby. And who knows? Maybe they'll be interested in learning something new. The, you might be able to impart a portion of yourself that's so interesting to them, they want to know more, and now they'll develop a new hobby. And I think that that's super cool. That's super cool. When somebody can articulate something to a person who's genuinely open, like fully open and receptive to that, whether or not they personally agree with it, whether or not they personally like it, but just genuinely open to actively listening about it and and just trying to glean this part from this person. It, it's just, it's so good. And it creates good friendships and it creates new hobbies, new experiences. Heck, it could create new games. If you're into games and someone tells you about a hobby of theirs, who knows, maybe you'll be like, dang, that should be a board game. That should be a video game. Now you've got this thing that is a collaboration of both of your interests, that's going to be its own third interest. So I know it was a bit of a rant today, and I'm sorry for it. You may not even be the right audience for this conversation, but maybe you know somebody who is that's a put-downer of other people's hobbies. Um, And I used to be that way. I used to be, oh, well, if it's not my hobby, then I don't care. But what I realized is that if I, if I can be interested in other people's hobbies, they can be interested in mine. Hilarious example. Okay, hilarious example. My dad has this group of guy friends he's been friends with uh, since I was like five. And uh, one of them, his name is Scott, really good guy, but like total classic American sports football, college football guy. All right? Like, you want to think you're atypical American sports fan? Like, this is it, all right? He went to college, loves college football, loves pro football, uh, likes baseball. He likes football a lot more than baseball, but he likes baseball. He likes hockey. I mean, if it's a sport and there's guys out there competing, he's into it, okay? And so we were all together once, and we were watching, uh, I can't remember what we were watching. It must have been baseball because it's the only time of, the only game that time of year that makes sense. So we were watching this baseball game and the baseball game ends. And I knew that the world championships of a video game was going on, a video game called Dota 2. And I was like, hey, can we put this on? And, you know, I'm at my parents' house, so I'm not in control of the TV. So I'm like, can we put this on? I just want to watch a little bit of it because it's going on. And 
And I, I know that it's the finals, it's the final games, and I just wanted to watch a bit of this. And, you know, the people there were like, we don't have anything better to watch, so let's put it on. So I put it on, and Scott starts watching this, and he gets super into it. He's like, wait, okay, so let me get this straight. So these guys, it's five on five, they have all these characters to pick from, and he's like trying to learn the game. And let me tell you, Dota 2 is not an easy game to learn. If you haven't played this game, it's got so much going on. I mean, of all the video games I've ever played, Dota 2 is probably... No, no, no. Dota 2 is the most complex. Dota, there is no game I've played that is more complex. Now, now I've heard that they've watered it down a little bit, but uh, in general, I know that that game is super complex. All right? And he was just enthralled with this because it's presented in a way that made sense to him. That was something that he was interested in, which is this competitive sports nature. And, and these guys are really trying. And there was money on the line, real money on the line, you know? And so he got super into it. Now, did he go on to play Dota himself? No. Does he watch it? Probably not. But for a moment in time, we shared this hobby, and he was super into it. And that's the kind of receptiveness we need to have to these new experiences. And we need to encourage people to have. And by setting the example, by doing it ourselves, that will teach people, you know, how the best way to act, all right? So at the end of the day, genuinely be interested in other people's hobbies, even if you know you're not going to do anything with it. Listen and feign interest, and you might learn something about that person. And in return, they may decide to do that to you, and who knows, you may collaborate and create a whole new hobby that just the two of you that you can bond over, and that is just magic. So, long episode today, really big rant, I apologize again. Uh, send this episode to somebody who you think needs to hear this, someone who might be a little bit more closed or disparaging or downputting of your hobbies, maybe they'll listen. I'm just a stranger. Who knows? Uh, that's really what we're talking about. So what do you feel about this? Do you feel like it's it's important to have hobbies and to support people's hobbies? Hit me up at TLAP on Twitter, Jake Tlapic on Instagram, or go to www.tlap.com to listen to the episodes and leave your feedback. Uh, I love you people. You're great. Again, sorry for the longer ranting episode, but I just, I really felt like I needed to say something about this. It's been on my heart, and this morning's radio pushed me over the top. So until next time, remember to play games, and most importantly, have fun. Adios.